The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers by media lovers just like you. If you want to support the show, go to jamieappsmedia.com. Welcome to the Commentary Booth, the ultimate weekly entertainment recap and review show. My name is Jamie Apps, and each week I'll be joined by a rotating cast of co-hosts to run you through the entertainment media we've consumed during the week. Along the way, we'll provide you with insightful commentary and reviews. This week, I am joined by our entire team from the Commentary Booth for the very first time. We're all here today to break down our favourite Christmas movies. This episode is going to be split across two separate weeks. Our first week covering our top family-friendly Christmas movies. And then next week, we're going to be diving into the offbeat, more adult-oriented Christmas films. We hope you enjoy this episode and have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. So today is all about Christmas. What are you up to for Christmas, buddy? I have to do the big family run from Penrith to Nara to Jervis Bay and back again. Oh, so you've got to come home as well? You're not staying down there? Uh, I think we'll stay down there for Christmas night. But, yeah, we usually try and end up somewhere where you can finally relax at the end of the day. I think the rule yep. with most families is if you have kids, then everyone has to come to you. Not wrong. I agree. Sean and I have had the same discussion. Yeah, so we don't have kids yet. So it might be time to start thinking about it so I don't have to do this every Christmas. Because it's starting to slowly kill me. <laughs> I love that that's your reasoning. The only reason you want to have a kid. So it's like, everyone has to come to me now. Yeah. I don't have to go anywhere. Look, if, we ha- if we name him Nicholas, you'll know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Leah, what are your plans for Christmas? Um, my family is all over the shop. So we have a really busy Christmas every Christmas. I'm doing Christmas Eve in one place and then I go somewhere else for breakfast and I go somewhere else for lunch and I go somewhere else for dinner and then somewhere else on Boxing Day. So I'm flat chat. <laughs> but it'll be good. Oh, yours is worse than Buddy's, I think, and he's got three stops on one day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mine's not too much travel, luckily. Like, it's just Wollongong and then all around Nara, but it's still a lot. But that's okay. The more places I go, the more I can drink and eat. So that's good. Well, yeah, as long as you make Sean drive. Uh, yes. Well, Which I'm sure he hates. Oh, we usually palm it off. So if I do Christmas, I'll drink Christmas Eve. Yep. And then I'll drive in the morning. And then he can drink during the day. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But it's okay. What are you guys doing? So I, we are staying at my house Christmas Eve. We'll have breakfast here Christmas morning. Down to Sanctuary Point for lunch. All of Lauren's extended Italian family. So that'll be... Meeting meeting for the first time. I've met her parents and sisters and stuff, but I haven't met like... The extended yeah, family. That's what Ali's doing. I feel sorry like for the, you. The Christmas Day people that all come and you only ever see them Christmas Day and birthdays. Haven't met them yet, so that's going to be a full-on day, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun. 
back here for dinner and then probably either Boxing Day or the day after up to Goulburn to see my girl. Oh, nice. Like your designated driver. Is easier than doing it all in one day, thankfully. Yes. And I'm hoping it's warm but not insanely hot like it has been the last couple of years. I know. Especially if I whip out the Christmas suit again. <laughs> yeah, Sean and I have a, um, a jumper that's a two-in-one, like you can have two people in it. Oh, good. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. I said, arm out the side. We love wearing it, but it gets too hot, so we can't wear it all day. Yeah, that's the biggest shame with Australian Christmas. It's in the middle of summer. If it's hot, then all the sort of Christmas jumpers and stuff like that does not work here at all. Yeah, and I want to have a white Christmas. I've, I tried. We went to New York for our honeymoon, and it was not snowing. Oh, rude. I know. That's peak snow time. I know. <laughs> Blake, what are your plans for Christmas? Well, as of 24 hours ago, I'm no longer working. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't really make plans because of it's 10 days off. I don't know. I don't know what to do. What do you reckon, Jackson? Pixar Park. Go to Pixar Park. <laughs> it's hot out there in Parramatta. It or, is. It's, it's the dirty west. Oh, mate, I was there one day. It was like 45 degrees because there's no water or anything around. So you just, and there's heaps of concrete. So maybe go at night, but not in the day. Plus, there's his kids around the day. Oh, that's probably the last thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I want to go to Taronga Zoo. I've never been. I've been sussing it out. It looks pretty swanky. I went there a couple of months ago. I took Ali and because she'd never been before, whereas it's my go-to date spot with girls. So I've been like four or five times. <laughs> Seven times have been yeah. once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's awesome. Like they're really good with like COVID stuff and um, get the ferry over there. It's quite nice. No, I don't do boats. It'd be a drive situation. Mm. Well, you can actually drink on the Manly ferry, but that doesn't go to Tronga Zoo. So anyway, yeah, ignore me. <laughs> the uh, yes. the Western Sydney Zoo is nice too. Yeah, I was um I always wanted to go, but have you been? Yeah, I went Boxing Day last year. It was ridiculously hot, but it's a nice zoo because it's not huge. It's like Western and it's, Plains. And it's like, it's flat everywhere, so it's nice and easy to walk around. It's not like Taronga where you're walking up a big hill. But then again, I'm off at the water this time of year, so it's just going to flood everybody. People probably don't want to be hanging that time of year. No, <laughs> yeah. If you and go this week, it'll be all right. Next week will suck. Plus, they've eased the restrictions, so it's not like a couple of months ago where there's less people allowed in. So you'd so you'd be even more than usual than like previous holidays. Dance floors are back up and running this week, aren't they? Yeah, I um played last Friday. It was actually quite confusing for people because they thought they could dance, but and I played the eight o'clock set, so everyone was pissed, and everyone had to be like, sit down, sit down. So, but this week we're back. Back in beers, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's a long time coming. We've we've earned it. Uh, Jackson, what are your plans for Christmas? We, um, my work breaks up on the 18th until the 10th. So on the 19th, I'm going to Nelson Bay, see my parents until the 30th. And mum's having like 20 people over for Christmas or 20 and a half because my 100-year-old grandma counts as half a person. Um, way, she counts four people, sure. No, she just doesn't need anything. She's a frail old woman. Love you, Nan. I don't even know what a podcast is, but... Um, what about number one listeners, man? Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, then I think I'm going to have a New Year's Eve party at my house. I decided really? to. Yeah, 50 people, why not? Yeah, I've no, no idea what people are doing for New Year's. 
Yeah, it's one of those weird ones. It, it's going to come like, up. Oh, crap, it's New Year's of, already. Yeah, it's going to be the day of. I'm like, oh, so what are we? Yeah, no one knows. I don't know. I may even have something too. I kind of hate all of you that all have these like huge breaks. Nothing like Buddy and Leo who have six weeks. Oh, but what are you doing? I get from like the 23rd until the 3rd. Oh. Yeah, it's gross. What does a Christmas day involve for you two? Putting away a few. <laughs> and eating gingerbread house. Is it is it all just at one place? You don't have to you don't have to do the old trekking around? Yeah, Christmas Day is just place and I'll then go um all the boys meet up Christmas night. Go party at one of the parents' houses and become a bit of a um, last five years. Everyone gets together. Once everyone's done with their family commitments, we all just get together and celebrate accordingly. Yeah, nice. So that's that. I would have, I was meant to be sleeping all day this year because, well, actually, I am rostered on night shift. Eve. Yuck. That's meant to be my last shift for like days. Sing. Be fun Christmas Day. Am I actually, am I actually Santa though? Working night shift for Christmas Eve. <laughs> I could be Santa. Santa works night shift Christmas. What What is a Christmas day like for you, Jackson? So this year, mum mum's decided that she wants to have like twenty people up from my stepfather's side of the family to the new house in Nelson Bay because it's all finished. So there'll be a bunch of people coming from all throughout New South Wales, and Ali gets to meet them all, which is fun for her. And then I'm just considering it's just pre-drinking for Boxing Day because Boxing Day is my favourite day of the year. All the NBA games in a row, watch the cricket on my phone, on my laptop at the same time. Just, yeah, it's just going to be a two-day drinking fest, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, and then usually that night there's the, the Premier League games as well. It's a good day for sport. Yeah, I'm not going to make I'm not going to make it to that, to be honest, if we're being real. If if Chelsea's on, I make it. If they're not, I, I give up and I'll watch them whenever yeah. they're on. Okay, so now to get on to what we're all here for. Buddy, what is your recommendation for the best Christmas movie? Uh, my best Christmas movie has to be Elf. <laughs> I knew it. His favourite movie of all time. I am a big Will Ferrell fan uh, in most of his movies. Not all of his movies are fantastic, but I think Elf is one of them. And I, It took me a while to watch it because I just looked at the cover and just thought, no, nah, that's going to be terrible. And then when I eventually did watch it, I loved it. Yeah, it is one of those ones where the cover does not do it any favours. It just looks like generic, stupid Christmas movie. Yeah, definitely. It's pretty funny. It's got my sense of humour in it too. And I, for me, it's really rare to enjoy a story where the main character's name is Buddy. Because I had like Air Bud. I don't know if you remember the one that had like Buddy the Gorilla. No, I don't they used know to be one. there. Yeah, look that one up. There's a there's an old like gorilla movie. There was for a while. I used to cop it because of Budgie the helicopter. If you remember him. Oh, good. So it's really rare for me to like that. And every other time I'm like talking to people, like, oh, your name's Buddy. I have a dog named Buddy. And this is the one time of year where I actually enjoy being related to something, which shows you how much I love that movie. Yeah, I was going to ask, is that the reason you fell in love with it? But obviously not. That was, to begin with, an off-putting part. 
it was off-putting at first, but then I fell in love with, I guess, the character and just the absolute Christmas spirit in him and just the silliness of the movie. It really just kind of hits my sense of humour. It's a typical Will Ferrell, goofy movie, but I guess rated to kids. Yep. Yeah, it's, and it's still got enough in there for, like, the adults as well. There's enough for those subtle jokes where they the kids might not pick up on it, but the adults will. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think Will Ferrell does a good job in there. And I really like Zoe Deschanel. And I don't seem to see her in really any other stuff, which surprises me because I really thought she was fantastic in Elf. Yep. And is it one that you watch sort of every year for Christmas or is it just if it's on telly, you'll, you'll watch it? Every year. Even when it's not Christmas, I'll watch it. <laughs> like to the point where I tried to watch it because I knew we were going to talk about it and Anne has just had enough. Like we quote it backwards and forwards for each other through the year. Purely because his name's Buddy and it fits. And it's the only time I'm happy with Buddy quotes. Like, Buddy the Elf, what's your favourite colour? Well, there's a scene where a narwhal, like, screams out to him, Bye, Buddy, hope you find your dad. And every time I'm leaving the house, not every time, but regular times when I'm leaving the house, Anne will go, Bye, Buddy, hope you find your dad. <laughs> and I actually don't mind it, which is better than some golden retriever that can play basketball. Yeah, that's fair. I guess that proves that, yeah, it is such a, a good movie. It's not... It's not purely a Christmas movie. You can watch it any time of year. Yeah, I, I find it funny any time of year. Obviously, helps with Christmas, but I find it funny. I just find yeah that style of of comedy funny. Elf, uh, top three all time Christmas movies. No, yeah, oh, top three is good. Nah, top three, top five. It's good. It's real good. I like it, eh? First time I saw, I went to the movies and I actually, I actually walked out of it. I did, I could not, I, I, I could not stand it. I was like, this movie sucks. Like I didn't, I don't know if it's because I was still in high school and I was drinking. And I don't want to keep drinking, but I was like, now nah, this movie absolutely sucks. I walked out of it. Too cool for Elf. Ah, oh, too cool for Elf. But then I watched it again, like what, ten years or later, like 2016, and I absolutely love it. Like it's top two or top three for me. My mum has never seen it before, and. I can imagine it being very irritating if you didn't like it. It was very, when younger, when I didn't like Will Ferrell, but now I love it. Mum's never seen it before, so we're actually watching it on Christmas Eve. And because she's like, I love Will Ferrell. And I'm like, you have seen this movie. I think it's incredible. Such a great movie. Like, real funny. I saw a dog today. Oh, it's my favourite quote. So, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking when I was younger, but great movie. And it aged well as well. I actually seen a TikTok the other day. Someone dressed up as Elf. They were actually in New York City, like, hopping across the pedestrian crossing, like stopping traffic. <laughs> it's real funny. It is absolutely one of those movies where if if you weren't enjoying Will Ferrell from the, the very beginning of it, it's you're not making it through because it just doubles down the whole way through. Yeah, I don't know if it was came out before or after Anchorman, but I remember Anchorman being the point where I was like, no, Will Ferrell's amazing. And I think it might have come out before and I was like, this bloke's so annoying. But now I have such an appreciation. I lo I've loved all these movies besides that stupid Eurovision one, so I, I absolutely love Will Ferrell and I love Elf, like top three for me, easy. What about the, uh, didn't he do a Sherlock Holmes one as well? Holmes and Watson? You haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that because I know it's going to be bad, so at least I can say I've loved all these movies besides one. Bob, with um, stepbrother. Yeah, yeah, it's the exact same cast, but I'm pretty sure it's, uh, everything I've heard about it is, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Step brother, step brother. Dynamic duo. Are they in every single movie? Yeah, pretty much. 
Oh, I love that movie. And Sasha Brown Cohen's in it, and he's so good. Oh, and Sasha Brown Cohen lives in Sydney now, so I need to find him. Hey, so does uh, everyone. Idris El- <laughs> Elvis here as well. Natalie Portman. Yep. My, my missus has met Natalie Portman. Uh, who else? Mark Wahlberg. Zach Efron. Oh, it- the Pilgrimage. Oh, they're Byron. But it's insane. Yeah, everyone's in Sydney. What's going on? Why can't I be in LA? It's because everyone's got coronavirus. Where's the transparency? Because they're famous and they get exemptions. We're oh. not. We can try, but we're not. We're famous. Yeah, like apparently when Sasha came over, because I love him, apparently when he came over, he could quarantine in his own house in a room. Like, it's like Nicole Kidman. They don't have to go to hotels. They can just do what they want. But apparently they've been, Sasha and Isla have enrolled their kids in a local school. He's been spotted in like Koji and Marura. Like, I need to find him. I need to, st- I need to go crazy store and find him. Oh, I was Googling today on my work computer like where he is and like what he's doing and stuff. I'm, I'm fully into meeting him. And what Jackson's doing in his uh, work holidays, just roaming around the Eastern suburbs. DMing Satchbar and Coach Cohen free tickets to Pixar Park. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a good idea. Bring the kids. Yeah, bring your kids. <laughs> oh my God, great idea. That's funny. He'd probably actually take that up. I'm looking him on his, I'm looking him up on Instagram right now. I'll DM him, DM him from my works account. Yeah, low key. I reckon his character in Talladega Nights. <laughs> Ricky Bobby, Formula Uno, Formula. Ricky Bobby. So mine is the Home Alone franchise, but I stop at two. I don't go past two. No, oh, yeah, yeah. The third one's the best. It's <laughs> young Scarlett Johansson. That's my like, my first ever childhood crush. It's Carl Johansson in Homeland 3. That's the best one. Then you start counting backwards. It's Homeland 3, then 2 and 1. Love Home Alone. And I, when I'm teaching, when it gets to Christmas time, if you get the chance to, to do movies that are Christmassy, heaps of kids haven't seen Home Alone now, um, which I, I really love the original Home Alone. Not a big fan of the franchise, but love the first one. Yeah, I suppose it is a, a 30-year-old movie as of this serious? year, so it makes sense that there are kids yeah. that have never seen it before. That makes yeah, me feel and really I mean, old. and then you can show them Macaulay Culkin's meteoric rise, meteoric fall, and semi-rise back up again through a band that exclusively made songs about pizza. Is there a reason you don't like the, the sequel? I understand the third one, it's totally different cast and everything, but the sequel is yeah. essentially the same movie. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. I don't hate it. I just thought, at, at first, I loved the idea of like how he, he gets the blueprint in his house. And as a kid, I remember growing up thinking, oh, that's sweet. Like if robbers ever come to my house, I've got this. I'll just make a blueprint. I'll put some micro machines on the floor and some marbles and hit them in the face with paint cans. I don't have to worry ever again. And I thought it was really cool, but then I felt like the second one, which I enjoyed, I just thought it was a bit forced. And they they forced those same gags and same kind of jokes and Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, and all that sort of stuff into it. I didn't hate it, but I just, I really liked the first one. So I think it's not that the second one's a bad movie. I think the first one probably just set the bar too high in my eight-year-old mind. Yeah, the fact that the second one is just essentially the same movie. It's just New York instead of Chicago. Yeah, not bad. I mean, it was always cool, especially as a kid. 
imagining what you would do if you were him and if you got um got stuck inside or you got stuck at your own house or if you got a hotel room to yourself whatever and i used to really to be fair love the is it duncan's toy shop that he has yep oh man i used to love that like i used to dream of going into a toy shop like that as a kid so that was cool it's just yeah i thought a lot of the jokes and stuff when i look back at it now home alone 2 not as good as home alone 1 yeah i was looking at some of the stats and i can see why they pushed out the sequel so quickly the original cost them 18 million dollars to make it made 476.7 million dollars was the wow. top movie in the US for 12 straight weeks remained in the top 10 until April 26th the following year it just it stayed wow. in cinemas for months and just kept racking up money um it's also you know what? stayed on free to air tv every single christmas for 30 years so far so <laughs> still good home alone one was on last friday and it started at 8 30 and i was originally supposed to dj from four to eight and then i had to move to eight to twelve and i was looking forward to even though i have it i like watching it on tv and I, even though i have it i was like looking forward to watching it and then someone's like no you have to play eight to twelve now so i missed it and then I was very hungover on Saturday, so I much would have preferred to watch it and not deal with that hangover and then have to work that Saturday night. So it's hard to believe free-to-air TV movies are still a prominent thing on like primetime slots on the weekends. Like the streaming service is so big and like everyone has it now. Are they taking out valuable live sporting slots? <laughs> well, yeah, anytime I see something on TV, I'm like, right, what streaming service is this on? Can I just put it on now and cut the ads out? And watch it in half the time. Yeah, like Sans ads. Yeah, I kind of like watching Christmas movies on the normal TV because it, it's nostalgic, and also you see all the Christ- yeah, you see the Christmas ads, ads as well. Yeah. yeah, you see the ads, you like, oh yeah, I can get around it. And plus, you get oh, fun time. I watched Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King on TV the other week. Well, that would have gone for half a day, right? It went forever, bro. But I was like, I was like, yeah, I was keen for what was going to be after the ad. It's good too if you're watching it with family, like if you're sitting down. At Christmas, watching a movie, you can like you can still have conversation and not feel like you're yeah ruining the movie for everyone. It's like oh, it's ad time. It's ad time to have a chat. Ad breaks are good, I reckon. Time to get up and get a drink. You can even sit on your phone as well. Yeah, they're phone breaks. They're not ad breaks. You don't have phone breaks and that. Just end up being on your phone the whole movie and you miss it. So ad breaks are ahead of their time. <laughs> Had the Guinness World Record for highest grossing live action comedy. Until 2011, when The Hangover Part Two beat it out. So it's it's just a ridiculous movie that just has such long lasting appeal. Oh, definitely. I still, my big dream is with Sean. Like you know how lanky he is, our mate Sean, compared to me, where I'm pretty short. I would love to dress up as the Wet Bandits one time. Yes, that would be an awesome. Halloween costume. It would be amazing. The perfect fit. Amazing. And I still love seeing. Yeah. And I still love people dressing up as that and watching that. People do it in our in our generation all the time and it's perfect. I think they're almost cooler characters now. I guess maybe you identify with them a bit more now as adults and they're cooler to me now. Whereas Macaulay Culkin's character was the cooler at, as when I was a little kid. Yep. Yeah, and someone can get the uh the iron print on their face. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the feathers stuck in the the bald, uh, blow torched head. 
But uh, my favorite stat that I found was for the sequel, Macaulay Culkin was paid $4.5 million. Can you guess what he was paid for the original? Less. Much less. I'm going to say a lot. $110,000. Wow. Nice little bump in two years. Yeah. Wonder if he still has that money. I don't think he does. Because he definitely he... went off the rails after the movie, didn't I he? he? Yes, yeah, so he would have used all that money for a lot of bumps. Yes. No, Up his way. nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, suck the That's all funny. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, there's only one place that went. It's weird seeing the Twin Towers in that movie, though. Weird seeing it in every movie. Yeah. Like there, was, there was a big controversy when it, just after it, they started cutting the scene out where he goes to the top of the Twin Towers. But watching it back on Disney+, Plus, they've put that scene back in there, so it's still a little bit like, oh, whoa. Wait, he goes there? I, I, I don't think I've... I don't know. I can't remember watching it before, pre-9-11, so I don't even recall seeing him go to the top of the Twin Towers. Yeah, he goes up onto the top of it. Wow! When they showed the skyline, I was like, wait, did they cut the Twin Towers out of the skyline? And then the very next scene, he's on the roof, and I'm like, oh, okay. Cut is one they, word. They might have cut him out of the skyline, but they go to the top of the building. Yeah, just blowing my mind. You learn something new every day, and that's, that, that's, that's me. Well, history, history lesson, Jamie App. <laughs> Jamie App's history. Yeah, when I was re-watching it recently, <laughs> it's one of those movies where in your head the, the like, gags and traps all seem way more elaborate than they actually are. And then when you re-watch it, you're like, oh, no, this is actually really simple. It's not as crazy as I thought. Yeah. I, his skills are, like, I don't know how he does the VHS so well. To rewind the movie backwards and forwards to get free pizza and yeah, crazy. That was another fun thing I learned doing some research today that the movie within a movie is a sequel. So that original in the first one, in the first one, the movie that is like rewinding and fast forwarding and stuff is called Angels with Filthy Souls. And then in the sequel, he's watching a similar movie which is the sequel to that called Angels with Even Filthier Souls. <laughs> it was, it's not a real movie, is it? No. I thought that might have been a movie that they'd actually found and fit to it. And then I remember thinking, oh, I wonder what that movie is, and Googling it and being impressed and disappointed at the same time. Yep. Yeah, that's a movie where I think if they put it out now, people would be like, yes, I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, and you'd just be waiting for the point where he says, keep the change, you filthy animal. Yeah, and everyone had quote that in the cinema. So I also found yep. out that uh, last year Disney announced that they're doing a reboot for Disney Plus of Home Alone. Oh, cool! Very risky. I mean, I would love to see how the gags have changed. I feel like I don't know. You just have iPads and phones and a connected house now. It'd be it's not as skillful when you can just say, "Hey Google, terrify the bandits." Yeah, and just flying drones and <laughs> shooting them with paintball guns and stuff. Yeah. So uh, that'll be interesting to see because Home Alone 3 just did nothing for me at all. Because that was the one where they changed the kid. Yep. Yeah. They changed everyone. Yeah. And it's just it's literally just home, the same movie by name only. It's nothing 
connecting them. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's a hard thing to sequel. Like at what point do you just decide that the the parents, if you use the same family, are just bad parents? I think after two. Yeah, or even, even the first one. <laughs> like, you lost your kid twice. You had yeah. terrible parents. <laughs> twice in two years in the, the sto- as the story goes. Yeah. yeah, true. <laughs> yeah twice that's two. true. That's true. Back-to-back Christmases. Like, what are you doing? Home Alone 3, here comes community services. Yeah. Where's um, CPS? <laughs> yep. They're the, they're the sort of family that need those, those leashes for their kid. <laughs> Kevin, you're on a leash and you're not going anywhere. <laughs> Get in with a GPS tracker tile. You know, if they were parents, like if they were in the place of John Candy in the second one and how nice he was, you know, they'd be like, sorry, I'm too busy. I've got to go. Like they wouldn't even care about anyone because they're just these rich family that don't even care about their own kid. How would they care about a stranger's kid? John Candy's a saint and he was great in that movie. And if it wasn't for him, those parents would be even worse. But they would just be like, nah, I don't want to deal with that. Oh, don't touch me. You smell like Paul. Watching that movie, that family must be ridiculously rich. Yeah. Because they they pay for everyone to fly to France in the first one, and half of the family flies first class. And it wasn't cheap for flights back then as well. Is Richie Rich got anything to do with home line? <laughs> nah, but it makes sense if it would. Apart from having Macaulay Culkin, no. Maybe he got adopted. Yeah, he pretty much just plays the exact same role. Yeah, it's the same role. Good little rich kid. But uh, yet, yeah, with Home Alone, I love that movie so much. I had, you know the little recording device he has in Home Alone 2? Yeah. I had one of those. Really? Yeah, the Yak Back. It was the most ridiculous toy ever. Because <laughs> you could only record six seconds of audio and then play that back and, like, distort it. It was like Vine before Vine. Six seconds. Perfect. Yeah, it was... It was the silliest thing, but I loved it. I got it for Christmas. The Christmas movie. I got the hey, toys. The gift that keeps on giving. Blake, what is your favourite Christmas movie of all time? Yeah, look, I don't know. I've gone a little left field because I don't know. I've 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 picked Love Actually. It's a controversial decision. You either love it or you hate it. It's just it's a classic, classic, tragic rom com. Um, I just like it. Is, yeah, it's certainly one I did not expect for you to pick. I was thinking this was going to be a Leah choice. Love Actually, of course I've seen Love Actually. I love that movie. That's one that I do watch every year before Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's just a feel-good one. Like I know, it's just a lot of, I like all the plot lines, and it's just nice. Yeah, I can't say much. I have not seen it, thankfully. So it's one that I haven't seen. Well, there's still time. You've been on your run of romantic films, Mr. Notebook. This year, it's this year. 2020 is the year. After our bloody Christmas party, I think you've buried that seed in Lauren's head that we have to watch it this year. So thanks for that. Congratulations. Enjoy that. Watch out for Alan. It's star-studded. Got characters like... Snape, Professor Snape. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Professor Snape. You've got Mr. Bean in it. Then you've got Emma Thompson. Liam Neeson. The list goes on. Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley, one of my favourites. How could I forget her off the list? Oh, yeah. When I was in high school and it came out, I was like, I thought Kira Knightley was the hottest woman in the world. So 
I raced to see it at like Boxing Day. I, like I got like a movie, free like five movie tickets. I took my friend. I'm like, we're going to see this movie. Really? That's just showing how old you are. <laughs> Savage. Hey, I'm 31 years old. It's all good. <laughs> no, I love it. Hey, I watch it. I watch it every year. Once a year, every year. But it's just, it's, there's a lot, there's a lot politically wrong with it though. Mm. <laughs> like if that got released today, I couldn't see it holding up too much. No, it's great. It's, Set in London in the weeks leading up to Christmas, it has nine different romantic storylines, but they're all intertwined into one, one way or another. I like it. I think it's a, a nice story. I, I tend to like those movies, I think, where it's like a lot of stories mixed together. I find it uplifting. It's, um, it's no, more, no more or less Christmas than what Die Hard would be. Another controversial one. Uh, let's just table that discussion and we'll leave that one for episode two, I think, when we get into the the adult Christmas movies and we can debate whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. P.S. It's not. Hey, well, if, hey, if a Christmas movie is meant to have Christmas spirit in it, how is The Grinch considered a Christmas movie? Am I right? Uh, yes, I've been watching that at school at the moment because it's the last week of school, so The Grinch is always good. The kids love it. Any particular parts that are your favourites? Uh, the bit where he's like, at, you know, it just looks, it reminds me of me. When he's in front of the um, wardrobe and he's trying to pick, pick an outfit, he's like, oh, maybe this one, maybe this one. That's it. I'm not going. <laughs> that is me to a T. Is that the hardest part for your Christmas adventures? Yeah, trying to find an outfit that looks good. Especially when it sounds like you have like 15 different places to go. Oh, exactly. Do you just pick one and stick to it or are you one of those, I need wardrobe changes? I usually wait because I always, I always see my mum at Christmas Eve and she always buys me nice clothes. Okay. Yep. So I wait till I open that and then I go, okay, I'm going to wear this. That makes it a lot easier when it's like, okay, that's a brand new thing. Yep. And then you can be like, see, I wore it even if you never wear it again. That's right. Tell your mum you never wear her stuff again. (laughs) No, we always fight over stuff like that. Her taste and my taste are very different. That, that must lead to some clashes with Christmas present giving. Yes, but sometimes I think she's learned a little bit now. So she'll say, oh, do you want to come shopping? And then I'll point, point out things that I like. And then magically they appear in my Christmas. They're the ones that you get at yes. Christmas. Yeah. Funny how stuff like that happens. Yeah. Like Santa is right there. That's right. <laughs> Probably my second favourite Christmas movie. I, I, I identify, so like, like I said, I watched Elf just because I like Elf, but The Grinch is one that I save for Christmas and The Grinch is one I definitely watch every year and probably around the time when the Christmas tree goes up or sometime near there, I just, um, I guess it's the same thing as Will Ferrell probably that if you like Jim Carrey and Jim Carrey's comedy, then I think you'll like The Grinch. Same thing with Will Ferrell and Elf and Buddy the Elf. I think if you like their comedy generally, they do a good job of of changing their styles to meet kids' movies if they need to, I think. I also really liked like um Lemony Snickets um with Jim Carrey as well. So uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy the Grinch. I think the costume's really cool. I really love the the little Grinch, where he, like they flashback to like the 
yeah, and he cuts himself shaving and he's in the classroom and he's just trying to be happy and having a bad time of it and it shows you how he turned into what he is and he doesn't know what to wear and he's always hassling his dog. I love it. I think he's funny as. Wow. Yeah, I would not have picked The Grinch as your second favourite Christmas movie. Uh, you know what? It probably is again because after all the stress of like families and like my family, I don't know if yours does, especially now that we've got three different stops, they try and book you in earlier and earlier and earlier. And it's like September and someone comes to you and says, what are you pleased <laughs> for Christmas? Yep. I'm like what? It's, it's so far away. But then because we have a lead in from September, I get a bit grinchy by the end of it. Like I'm like, like at the start of the episode, I get really frustrated that I've got to drive so much. So again, I just identify with the Grinch in how he feels sometimes. And I probably identify with the change in spirit too. I get all grinchy and I get all angry and I'm like, oh, I hate it. But then by the time that Christmas morning comes, I remember why I love it. Yep. Yeah. By the time sort of it gets to Christmas Eve, you're out Christmas already. Yeah, 100%. Like the lead into Christmas sucks because I know what's coming. But then when I actually get to the driving and, like I said, have a couple of coffees and see people's happy faces when you get to see them after a long time or give them some presents that you've really tried hard to to think about someone with, then it's all worth it in the end. Okay, so that's where we're going to leave it today. If you join us again next week, we'll be talking about the more adult-oriented Christmas films, such as the debate between whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Uh, we'll also be discussing Bad Mum's Christmas, The Night Before, Friday After Next, and how all of our Christmas shopping and Christmas present wrapping is going. Thank you for listening to The Commentary Booth. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also support the show over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash jamieappsmedia where you can get access to all of these episodes as well as special written content early. If you want to follow our hosts, you can follow Buddy over on Instagram at a.b underscore c-s-e-e. Leah is over on Instagram at l.polton. Jackson is on Twitter at Deckhead. Blake is also over on Twitter at Captain Crumbs with a Z. And you can follow me on social media at Media on all platforms. Thank you and Merry Christmas. The Commentary Booth is a fan-funded production of Jamie Apps Media. You can support the podcast alongside our magazine, Jamzine, over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Media. The following people supported at the Jam publisher level or higher, and you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support. Brian and June Hart, Courtney Paulson, Tracy Apps. <laughs>